Welcome back to the Movie Draft House. I'm your host, Mark. I'm joined. My name's Jeff. Oh, oh, oh I'm God. sorry. I, my bad. I'll wait to be introduced, God. sir. Yeah, that's Jeff. Uh, he talks out of turn. But that's okay. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I tried to talk out of that's turn okay. there, and I think I messed that's, it up. That's all right. Well, well uh, I'll, I'll sink it in the post. Uh, You'll make it sound out of turn. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Anyways. Um, wait till you hear what I edited in for last week's episode. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, it's always it's always an adventure. It's like choose your own adventure uh, when Jeff edits. But you the have podcast. no say, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't have any choosing of the adventure. Uh, anyways, listen, uh, I think you'll like it. our our music this week is brought to you by the band Driveways. Oh yes, I finally listened to it when I edited an episode. Yeah, what'd you think? Fantastic! Okay. I really like it. Right, I like good, it a lot. Good, good. I uh, I do as well. Uh, the song is Skeletons. And they are a band from uh, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, in that area, up north. And give them a listen. Uh, you won't be disappointed if you're a fan of uh, kind of the the alternative, grungy, post-emo. It's punk. Yeah. It just, I like, you put a lot of descriptors on it. But to me, the, the Blink-182 comparison's pretty close. It's just kind of that mainstream punk sound. Yeah, so uh, you you can find all the links to all their all their socials and YouTube and uh, website in the the show notes for the episode. Uh, give them a follow; you won't be disappointed, and they'll appreciate it. I am sure. Jeff, what is our theme for this month? So this month we're doing over the top villains. So movies with villains that just either overact or are ham handed or just larger than life uh leap off the screen maybe even steal a movie or two yeah so last week we uh we had demolition man with simon phoenix aka wesley snipes uh now remind me again how you feel about that one oh i was lukewarm on it um okay i just want to gauge going back in because uh <laughs> i picked that movie really loving it watched it again uh, totally affirmed all my feelings about it yeah and then uh, this week you picked this movie. Yeah, so this week we're watching and the 1999 film Wild Wild West starring Will Smith, Kenneth Branagh, uh, Kevin Klein, and Selma Hayek. Yes. Uh, and so you picked this movie, one you've seen before. I've never seen it. I've seen this multiple me, times. You assured me I was going to like it. Yeah. I uh, if if you didn't if you did not enjoy yourself th- through this movie, we we we'll have to we'll have to put you on the couch and dive into into some other uh, some other issues. Oh, you're that confident? <laughs> I, I I sat and I watched this movie thinking this and the fa- and I honestly I honestly thought because you saw nine and you came back and you're like you know what. Nine's not any good. I remember liking it, but it hasn't aged well. Or da da da. And, and to your credit, I guess, or to my credit of my opinion of you, mm. I thought for sure you would come back this week and do the same thing, and go. You know what? This movie isn't that great. No. So here's the thing: the movie is vastly entertaining, and disagree. Okay, but go ahead. Uh, I'll let you have your say. Go ahead. I, I believe this movie is vastly entertaining, and it's carried largely on the performances. Um, the the screenplay is not any good. 
the uh, the the premise just right off the top isn't really that good but it's it's the it's the dynamic between the characters that kind of kind of sells me on it and allows me to to go back and watch this movie again and say you know what I, I really dig Will Smith in this movie. I really dig Kevin. You know, my probably my favorite character in this movie is Kevin Klein. Um, I agree. And totally. And so because I went in thinking that Ke- uh, Brenner was going to blow me away. And uh, the the person, the character I liked the most and was least bored by was definitely Kevin Klein. Yeah. So uh, so the. The IMDb synopsis of this film is uh, two best the two best special agents in the Wild West must save President Grant from the clutches of a diabolical wheelchair bound steampunk savvy Confederate scientist bent on revenge for losing the Civil War. I mean, come on, come the fuck on. That is a that's a, that's so, a great synopsis. <laughs> I I agree. That sounds very entertaining. You would think that there'd almost be no way to mess it up. Well, I mean, there's there's tons of ways you can probably mess that up. But uh, what? All right. So just right off right off the get, what do you think of of Kenneth uh, Kenneth Brenna as Doctor Loveless, the the villain in this movie? Um, he was fine. Uh, he did his southern accent, and and he had the a beard that was ripped right out of the Hunger Games movies. Um, <laughs> Even though this movie yeah. took place like ten years like, before the Hunger Games, right? Uh, <laughs> I I really expected more. Um, really, you expected more he, of an Englishman having that no, accent? Like, I think he overacted, <laughs> and I think he performed a over the top character as we have laid out so he fits the criteria but he didn't the charisma just felt so overdone that it was like i can't even put words to it um it how would i describe how i feel about it because it's not terrible but it's so cartoonish and the movie is cartoonish but then it doesn't okay I'll, I'll sum up why. And he's fine. All right. He's not really the problem. Okay. And you said the screenplay isn't good. And that's 100% true. The problem with this movie is, is that it's a, 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 a attempted comedy that is not funny. That's my problem with the movie. And, and, and it, what, in what way, though? But, like, so you just didn't and think... And none of the jokes land. Okay, so... Like, the... So, for instance, near the end of the movie, he's fighting a guy with swords for hands. Sure. And he says, as he's about to kill him, that's it. No more Mr. Knife Guy. And he kicks him off the thing. And all the men in this movie are misogynist. And all the women are just eye candy and do nothing and are useless. Some Hayek doesn't help at all. No, she's pointless. They're that way, basically, and that's it. (laughs) And and all you can do, everybody, Will Smith, Kevin Klein, uh, Kevin Federline, uh, all of them, Ogle, just ogle. Wait, did you just say Kevin Federline? Yes, I was being... I can't remember his name. (laughs) Kevin Uh, Klein. Kenneth Brenner. (laughs) Um, They, like... There's so much wrong with this movie. And they, like... I I think... Like... I think the, the biggest thing to take away from this movie is that it's... 
you know, all right, so we're talking 1999. We're talking the height of Will Smith's popularity. For sure. Um, and I think that actually hurts the movie in the sense that I think that they were trying to just do the next Men in Black. The Men in Black formula was a buddy cop movie where they right. fight aliens, right? right? Yeah. And everybody loved it. I loved it. You know, it was this unique world with unique items and technology, and it was really cool. Now, I haven't watched Men in Black, the first one in ages. Maybe it doesn't hold up anymore. I don't know. But this movie is kind of a similar premise. You've got your buddies who are not necessarily police officers. Actually, they are. Um, one's a U.S. Marshal, and one doesn't. I don't know. But... They are in this unique steampunk Western world and they go off on an adventure part. And, and as great as Kevin Klein is in this, I don't think he bounces off as will off of Will Smith as well as like Tommy Lee Jones did right with his being the straight man. And maybe that's part of, there was no straight man in this two man team. I guess Will Smith was, but then he doesn't try to be. Well, I think I think you have all right. So you you touched on Men in Black, and the director of this film, Barry Sonnenfeld, uh, directed the original Men in Black, Men in Black Two. He directed all the Men in Blacks. Um, okay, he, he, so he they is, really are just trying yeah. to get the recipe together to do Men in Black again. I, I would I would imagine he that was the case, but I mean he also he also directed the Adams Family, uh, Adams Family Values, Get Shorty. Uh, the Adams Family movies now don't so, and I don't know what it is because Adams Family movies, the, both of those to me still stand up. Yeah, right. They nail that tone, and the performances are so believable. And I think one of the things is that I feel like everyone is out of place in this movie. Um. So the the overall feel I got from Will Smith's character is that he was just the cool guy. Um, and, and that was portrayed. I, I think it was accurate. Ac- well, he's just playing Will Smith right. again. And I think in... And Will Smith is the type of actor who can play, um, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali. And he can win Oscars. And he's a tremendous actor. And I'm not taking anything away from him. But there are movies where Will Smith just plays Will Smith. Sure. but And that's what he does here. And... I don't necessarily, I don't disagree with you, but I don't also, I don't also think it's a, a bad thing in this, sure. in, in necessarily in this movie. Um, but I can, I can see where it's out of place. It's, uh, everybody else has got that. Uh, it's almost like he's, he's playing a fish out of water type character. Um, but he's also uh, he's trying to be a cool. 1999. 1999 Will Smith in the Old West. Sure. Right? And everybody else is playing Old West right. characters. Yes, absolutely. I And that's 100%. why he feels out of place. And, and I I can I can get by and and I think part of my 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 like behind of the behind this film is that um I, I'm a big Will Smith fan. I I I'll watch him in yeah. anything he he's in. Hey, you ever see uh, then you probably seen I Robot. Yeah. I love iRobot. But Will Smith's probably the worst part of that movie. Um I don't know. The the lead that the female that he plays opposite, I don't know the actress's name. She's pretty boring. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't to I don't To me that movie is all world and story and I actually think um uh Alan Tudyk's performance as the robot is so good yeah. that it Right. 
And actually, I like Will Smith in that movie. Well, and I think he does a good job of. I, th- of... I think there's there's so, some there's some movies that Will Smith does, and um, what's the one where he's um, post-apocalyptic and he's by himself? I am legend. I am legend. Um, you know, there are there are there are movies that Will Smith does not excel in, and there there's certain genres, and I think. In the '90s, he was this action star. He was a he was a yeah. comedic action star, and um, I think this movie was a an attempt to recreate that Men in Black uh, feel. Maybe, um, yeah, I agree. And and it was just, but it was too. I remember as a as an adolescent seeing uh, the trailer for this movie during the Super Bowl. Because it came out in the summer, and so the the trailer was broadcast uh, on TV during uh, during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it. And I'm like, man, that looks like a cool ass movie uh, because it had Will Smith, and we had a, we had already seen him in a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, probably. I think Independence yep. Day predates this, yep. and Men in Black, yep. and and all of those. And I think maybe. This because I didn't watch it in those years. That this also may have missed the point where it hits my nostalgia thing, sure. you know. Like, because I can even draw parallels to say this has so many bad one liners, and there are a lot of um action movies where I really like the one liners, and but I don't think they're as bad as these are. But it could be that it's just outside of my nostalgic view. So, all I'm viewing this through is my taste today. Right. And that's all I can do because I don't have any nostalgia for it. And on top of that, the anim- like a lot of the special effects have not aged well. Right. Fair enough. That's just because 90 special effects don't age well, no matter what movie you pick. Um, all the practical stuff, though, still looks great. Um, I think the scenery looks great. Uh, I like all of... Oh, all of Kenneth, not Kenneth Brown, Kevin Klein's inventions. I think mm-hmm. that's a cool part of this. Um, I also found it stupid that Will Smith spent a lot of time talking about how he, how Kevin Klein's inventions don't work, and he finally but gets they one right. Work. Right, but all of them work. <laughs> I think the that was on purpose. No, I don't think it was because the tone was delivered so straight. And the only thing I can think of is that when he's on that little cart that goes under the train and the wire snaps or the thing, under that's the only one that doesn't work. Literally everything else. He has um, pool billiard balls. All of them explode or let off gas. All of them work. He has all these traps on this train he's made. All of them work. And he, and yet for like the last half of the movie, Will Smith doubts his ability as an inventor. I, I, it's baseless. It's, it's no <laughs> it's no surprise that Kevin Klein almost steals the movie. Um, it with he really does with his performance. He I mean he's a fantastic actor. I, I lo- and he plays two roles. Yeah, right. He uh, he also plays Ulysses as Grant uh, and. We, we so, should not forget the also the the lady that he plays during the uh, the middle of the that's movie. not a new role though <laughs> in that role he's playing the character playing another character he's the dude playing, playing the dude, the dude right. disguised as yeah. another dude and 
uh, but he also has a second. He, yeah, he plays Ulysses S. Grant. And so there are times when they're both trying to be on screen together that you can tell that they have to be far apart and all that other stuff. Well, I, I just think that um, Kevin Klein at that at that point in his career in 1999, he wasn't he wasn't really a, a comedic actor. He wasn't um, everything I had seen him in before. We're talking about In and Out. Um, that was I was wondering if he had done In and Out. Yeah, yet. he uh, he did that in '97. Uh, he did uh, some other what uh, Chaplin. And so, like, he was in these these smaller movies, but they were mostly serious. Um, you know, In and Out was kind of a rom rom com, but like turned on its head type. Uh, yeah, it still at the end had a serious tone, right? And I haven't seen that in years, and it may not have aged well. Um, but like I think this we're movie, a lot more cognizant. This movie, and and, and as far as I know, looking at the rest of his filmography. He's not a comedic actor. I mean, Wawa West was an outlier. Well, and again, though, I'm not going to say that he's comedic in this because the moments where he tries to be, I don't find him funny. No, but he's he um, he delivers he deliver, he delivers lines and he plays off of Will Smith's comedic tone very well. Um, and I just I felt that he I felt their dynamic throughout the movie was was pretty good. I didn't feel like they were, they were just two, two separate actors in the same film. I felt like they because they share so much screen time, yeah. That their their dynamic was actually pretty good, especially considering that Kevin Klein yeah. isn't isn't this comedic dude. He's not a he's not a, a, a you know play off the comedic actor type, and he's a he's a fantastic actor in his own right. Um, that he's proven post nineteen ninety nine, but um, I, I I really I really enjoy I really enjoy this movie every time I watch it I really enjoy this movie and I think it's because that's cool but I right but I think it's because <laughs> you know it's it's at the at the height of the pop uh, Will Smith popularity and so even if his one liners don't land he's just Will Smith being cool. Um, yeah, I, this is, listen, this is your Encino man is what I'm going to say. Cause we watched Encino man at the height of popularity for Pauly Shore. And he's just playing Pauly Shore. And, uh, all the reasons you say you like this movie are, I, I, you know, I can't argue the shortcomings of Encino man. That doesn't make it good. No, <laughs> and, 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 and my I, opinion, and I, I don't think I would argue good. with it, argue with you if it, like it came down if you asked me if this movie was good um i i the movie's entertaining to me uh i i can point out its shortcomings and be like yeah at the end of the day this movie's not good and the vast majority of the population that's seen this movie probably would agree uh however there's a reason why the movie still gets played you know X amount of times on network television. I don't. I don't even know if that... because it's cheap. Well, because it's cheap, but it be also because it's got Will Smith in it. Yes. And, yeah. Absolutely. And so, uh, anytime that man is on screen, and especially considering it's you know height of his popularity, I would tune in, and I would be like, oh, okay, this is that movie. All right. All right. So you know, I don't have to really pay attention, but like I can pay yeah, attention every really now don't. and then. 
and I can get a good chuckle or I can be like, oh, that was kind of cool. Um, or I can just get, you know, Will Smith delivering, you know, stupid ass one liners and realize that it's just Will Smith delivering stupid ass one liners. And that's what, you know, that's kind of what made him who he is. I mean, everybody remembers, um, you know, get off my planet and he punches the alien. Uh, that's, that's him. That, that was him in the nineties. Uh, he wasn't known as this fantastic actor that he is now. Um, and I think that's, you know, I think you kind of have to separate his performances, you know, from his, you know, A-list status 90s roles to A-list status. Now he cares about how he's portrayed as an actor. And in 1999, I don't think he was, I don't, I don't think this man cared at all about how he was portrayed. As I think actor. he did. Do you think? I mean, oh, he, yeah. I mean, he I, did Ali you can in go what, back and, I don't know when he did Ali, yeah, but you can go back and there's that that viral scene of his performance in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, you've probably seen or know what I'm talking about. Um, but. And all of that, you know, I'm with you and I just feel that it was out of place in this movie. Um Whereas like men in black is a more modern setting and it feels more of the time. Right. And I, I, I agree with you. Uh, the movie made uh, $221 million, which I probably was on the low side for a, a movie. With- I imagine this had a big, this was like the big budget movie of the summer. Yeah, you know? right. And I think, I think it was, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look up how, what the budget f- was, f- you know, what the, what this movie's budget was, but, uh, you know, so there's a scene in this movie where they have a, a big dildo machine and you guys might think I'm joking. If you've never seen it, (laughs) there's just a big dildo machine and then it shoots saws. Yeah. That's in this movie. Yeah. There's so many dick jokes (laughs) and then, there's what like so um the, i'm at a loss no i think i think the pra- oh, so the, the movie uh, the movie costs 170 million um which is a, like a an astronomical number for a 1999 yeah movie. and then I, the rule with them that i understand it is you double that for budget or for uh, like advertising right. and marketing right. and so at 200 and something that's not a huge return yeah and i think you know wb took a loss Likely they took a loss on the movie. Yeah, and you would think it'd be a sure thing. You're bringing back the director. Yeah. You're bringing back Will Smith, who, as we've said, is red hot. And it just doesn't turn it out. And like I said, I, I saw and enjoyed Men in Black when it came out. And then this movie came out. And I had no desire to watch it. I just was like, oh, okay. No, thanks. And I just went about my day. Uh, what was this, 99? I would have been an adult. So, yeah. Also, wasn't much of a movie goer in those years. So yeah, I, I just I I think you know, and I, I I knew this episode would primarily be about Will Smith, but also you know, uh, to bring it back to the the reason why we reviewed this movie is that I I Kenneth Branagh is, I mean I think he's like other he's otherworldly in this movie, um, in my opinion. Yeah. Simply because he's a, he's um, a British man playing a 
a Confederate uh, war person, and he's got this ridiculous southern accent. It's so over the top. It's so over the top. It very much is. And there's something about it that doesn't click with me the same way like a Simon Phoenix does, or hopefully next week a, a, a Castor Troy does. Um, And I can't put my finger on it. I think it's maybe an authenticity. Um, I mean, I can, I can, that just I can get isn't that. There. I, I, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, like, I feel like Simon Phoenix is fun and he fits in that movie and... I don't have fun when Kenneth Brenner's on the screen in this one. And I think that's it is that when Simon Phoenix is on the screen, I'm like, whoo, what's he going to do? He's entertaining. He's fun. He's up and about. And granted, Kenneth Brenner spends his whole time in a wheelchair in this movie, but there's just, he doesn't pull me towards him and make me either hate him or like him. Right. You know, like that's the trick when you do the over the top villain. I, I, you, I either hate him or like him. And as long as you can pull one of those two things off, you win. And I don't think he does that for me. Uh, all right. Okay. So, uh, uh, let me ask you this. No matter what, any, any person that played this particular villain, uh, Dr. Arliss Loveless, that's the character's name. You're playing. You're playing second bill to Will Smith. This is Will Smith's movie, um, so you you're automatically kind of behind the uh, behind the curve as far as hey, you know how do how do I stand out in a film that stars Will Smith? It's it's a vehicle strictly to move Will Smith from one liner to one liner. How do I stand out? And I don't I don't know why. Kenneth Branagh was cast in this movie. I, I I I don't I don't I don't understand like Barry Sonnenfeld right. saw he's him a, he's in an extremely serious. Yeah, right. Actor. He saw him in the movie right. Hamlet and was like, "That's the guy that I want he's, making I, making you know racist jokes." Maybe he wanted to, <laughs> at right. and they didn't work. Like they made me uncomfortable, <laughs> and I think they made me uncomfortable because they were meant to make people laugh. Well, I don't, I don't and know. I, I, I think I, because so like there's this thing between him and Will Smith where they go like Will Smith makes uh, quadriplegic jokes right. or paraplegic and um <laughs> and he in return makes racist jokes right. and and it doesn't work for me. OK, let me tell you the only part of this movie I smiled. Can you guess the only part where I was like, this is actually ooh, bump my mic. This is actually entertaining. And I was like, ah, oh, cool. And it's something I didn't think would happen. It's the Will Smith as a as an uh an Indian chick. I don't know. As a belly dancer. Yeah. Is that it? Yes. Okay, you're good. correct. <laughs> I, I that was the only time I'm smiling. He he's can, he's very convincing. He's very, he's, very is, convincing. he's great. He's great at that. And he he's better than Kevin Klein's version of playing a woman, and he's up in he's he's manipulating Loveless's lustiness, and it just I, for some reason that moment what could have been this movie clicked. I think I and, think it's a it's a look into the future and how uh, he he went on to portray the genie in Aladdin. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to kind of get to the point where... Anyway, but yeah, I, there's just that was the only scene where I was like, this, this is Will Smith actually being an actor, doing something creative, doing something funny. And it was a step out of him actually just being Will Smith playing his usual cool guy, as you put it. Right. I, I th- and uh, I thought it was really entertaining, that moment. Um, and thank God he came in because the whole time you're listening to Kenneth Brenner sit in his wheelchair, spin around, talking about taking over the nation. And I'm losing it, being bored. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, I never found myself when, when Brenna's on the screen as this over the top dude, I never found myself like I could, I can see where it gets to the point of being annoying. Um, but I never felt bored with this movie. And I just, um, and, and that's probably where our, our movie, just our movie tastes differ. But sure. And, but also if, if you, this hits you in a, in a, you were a teenager or whatever, then it's certainly going to have a different appeal to you. Sure. Like Encino Man for me. Um, also, one thing that comes to mind where I was just rolling my eyes is when we talked about he's on this cart thing that goes under another train and it goes all the way under because of malfunction and then it rubber bands back out yeah. and then goes back and it's so cartoony and Looney Tunes-ish. And I, it's like it didn't fit with the movie like it was being slapstick for a moment and then it stops and then it gets mildly serious about slavery but barely and then it ah so and then the foreshadowing is so heavy-handed in this movie where he's like i'm making this it stops a bullet wink at screen he doesn't literally wink or uh the worst of all was they're in the desert and there's a spider that gets attacked by a moth, not a moth, but a, a wasp. I can't. I think of them as tarantula hawks, but whatever this particular wasp was, that kills a tarantula and lays its eggs in it, which is what a tarantula hawk does. It's a really interesting creature. You should look it up. But this has been National so Geographic heavy, Corner with Jeff. It's no, no more corners. <laughs> We're out of corners. He's so heavy-handed and so out of place, and they, I just. It it rubber bands between too many things and all like most of which are trying to be comedy, none of which sticks for me. So now I will give you another like when you said this is an overtop villain and Kinder, you know, who is much better of a villain in this? Oh, it's um, yeah, don't say it. Ted Levine. Yes. One hundred percent. General McGrath, he's got a, and to me, that's what I wanted, right? He's got this horn that comes out of his ear and it oozes wax. And this is the actor, if you don't know, he's the guy who played Buffalo Bill in uh, Silence of the Lambs. He's fantastic. He also plays the guy that hunts the the T-Rex in um, Jurassic World. I don't know. What are the Jurassic World movies? Whatever. One of them. Um. He leaps off the screen. He does does the things that I wanted Kenneth Brenner to do. Pull me in. You know, he, I hate him. He's disgusting. There's something about him. I want him to be choked and be, you ever seen tombstone? Of course you have, because you're a smart man and you know that it's the best Western ever made. (laughs) You know, the guy in there and I'm blanking on his name right now, 
but he's the guy who's hangs over the desk and he's drooling on himself. He's like, we don't do law around here, man. Law dog. That's good. That's real good. We don't do law around here. I hate that guy. I wanted to see Doc Holliday punch him. And that's what Mr. Levine does in this movie. He's so good. He should have been the primary villain. And he doesn't overact. He just is in the character and he oozes disgustingness and racism. And like, you know, I, he, he had that genuine feeling to him that I wanted out of the villain. Right. And, and I, I don't disagree with you. I think Ted Levine is probably the most underrated part of the film. Uh, he just, he, his part is strictly serious. Um, it, he doesn't get any moment of comedic timing or any, anything comedic at all. And other than when the wax comes out of his eardrum thing, but that was even more gross than it ever was funny. And so like, and I think that's where largely this movie falters is that it, it, it goes, it kind of jumps back and forth between being a strictly comedic Western a comedic Western action movie than from being just a strict action Western. And I think that's where it loses some of its, its luster is that you don't, it's so frequent that you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Is this, is this movie funny or is this movie movie serious? I I don't know. And I, and I think their attitude towards, um, slavery in America's unsavory history in this movie is almost like they, they mention it, but then they never die. It's almost like I'd rather you either take it seriously, a la Django Unchained and, and, and show the ugliness of it and have a, a, a message about it and a feeling about it or don't mention it at all because they almost make light of it in this movie. Oh, one hundred percent, they make light of it. That's that's and the thing. But it's, it's it, but it's because they have a a a, a an African American lead playing, you know, uh, playing the the titular titular character in this movie. So they almost like they feel that they can because of that. I disagree with that idea. That not you're you're not. I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong. But I disagree with their philosophy if that's the case. Right. Uh, because it just feels gross. Now, that was 99. And definitely things have changed from then to now. And, you know, we're 20-something-odd years later. So I get that. But watching it for the first time, it felt gross. Like, oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's 1999. I don't as, know. <laughs> might as well have been 1950, you know? Um, I don't know about that. Well, but that's what, but that's what I'm saying is that you know it was a completely different era. It, Remember, I've seen a lot of movies from the 50s. That's true. Uh, catch Hitchcock chronologically anywhere you get your podcast. Um, there you go. Thanks. <laughs> the, I I just think I I think a lot of it was meant to be uh, bounce off of one another, comedic type stuff, and it suffers because. A large part of it doesn't land and so it just comes off as being like wait a minute did he just make fun of that man for being black <laughs> and it's like wait what right but it wouldn't so i think part of it is is it doesn't like it going back to Django, 
when someone does something racist in that movie, it's to piss you off. Right. 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 It's so you either you're pissed off or you're uncomfortable with it because you you don't want to see someone hopefully harmed uh, for their race or be belittled or treated less than human. And you believe in equality and that's why they're doing it is to evoke that emotion out of you, especially with something like Django that's trying to show you how ugly slavery is. Right. And how ugly it was that the way the, you know, people were treated back then. And this movie almost feels like a slap in the face to me. Now I obviously am a white guy. I don't know how a minority would feel about it watching it, but it just, for me, I it definitely didn't land um, and felt weird because again, I felt like those jokes were made for laughs as opposed to piss you off. Right. And that's what they were. There were, any, everything that's done, like depiction of race in this movie, is 100% done to make you laugh. Um, it It's almost like they were written into the, the screenplay as a crutch for Will Smith's character to uh, essentially propel him into another one-liner. And so uh, that's where the... And then let's not forget, they make fun of people who are handicapped. Yeah. No, I mean this. And this, mo- this movie, this movie doesn't doesn't hold back. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, it's not a matter of holding back. It just. It doesn't. doesn't well, the movie back. doesn't discriminate against anybody's uh, race, uh, religion, um, disability. Uh, well, right, just uh, don't dig too deep of a hole for yourself. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm saying the movie doesn't doesn't hold back, and regardless if if the if the jokes land or if you know. They're viewed as strictly comedic, or if they're semi, you know, racist. That's what the movie is. That's they're written into the movie to propel certain characters into more dialogue. And so, to me, I don't take anything from it. Is because it's almost as if it's if it's a uh, it's a it's a crutch for the screenplay. And being that the screenplay wasn't any good, I'm just like, okay, well, that was a misfire. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think that the criticism's invalid either. No, I just don't be- either. Yeah, like basically, you argued that it doesn't matter because it's shit already. And you know what? Hey, I'll take it. It's, but uh, uh, so going going back to your st- tombstone reference, uh, the character you were referring to was the character of Ike Clanton, played by yeah, Stephen I- Lang. Oh, he's good. Stephen Lang's very good. Actor, oh, he's like. good. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, if you, oh, I hated that guy. You know, like where, and you can, you can be on both sides of the spectrum, right? You could be Simon Phoenix, where I'm like, woo, like there's part of you that wants to see him win because he's just so fun to have on screen. But Ike, man, I, uh, and he's the only guy who lives in Tombstone. It just makes it worse. Uh, he's of the villains, you know, yeah. just. So, so let me ask There's you this. Part... So if this notice how I want to just keep talking about Tombstone instead of this, but go ahead. Well, yeah, it's it's a it's the better western. Um, however, it's the best western. Huh? Uh, that's a that's a that's a conversation for a different episode. Um, yeah. The if this movie was written different, let me not. Uh, no, <laughs> if this no, was a different uh, no, film. No, no, no. If yes. if Will Smith was. <laughs> 
portrayed differently, would this movie be more watchable or less watchable? It's really not even just Will Smith. And I don't I'm not blaming Will Smith. No, I don't think I don't think you can. I do still think he's out. I think that it is the screenplay. I think that the tone of the movie just misses its mark. Um and you know, I often say you like to say it well, I knew what it wanted to be or it was what it wanted. <clears throat> and this movie I think knew what it wanted to be, but it didn't know how to get there. It wanted to be a slapstick over the top fun romp comedy. And it it didn't do any of that right and then the action is actually not that great either there were several like cuts that i swear will smith was in the back of a carriage and the carriage stops and he flips over but all of a sudden he's he's kind of past three horses and he's in the front hanging off a cliff and it's just like weird things like that. and then there's a scene near the end where he goes through like a string of boss fights with knife guy yeah. and titanium man. man, you're right. Yeah, and it's just uh, no. I think uh, like <laughs> I think I just I think uh, uh, it, you you're right. I I don't think the movie is particularly good. I I my large the large enjoyment I I get from it is knowing that Will Smith is entertaining and. You know, regardless of the one-liners land or not, he's always on screen, and he's always his essentially his gravitas of you know just the charisma that he oozes. Ooh, machismo Ooh. as Razor Ramon. Hey, would uh, say. that was an Easter egg. I'm I hearing just, from over in the wrestling corner. I just, I just I just laid an Easter egg for a future episode. Um, Gross. <laughs> But, but all the charisma that Will Smith carries with him in every, in pretty much every role that he has done in the nineties, mm-hmm. I, I just think you're not gonna. I just think it's it's you're not gonna get argument. No, it's it, it's, cool. it's just entertaining. It's, it's Will Smith. It's right. It's just it, the movie is entertaining. It it allows you to like just watch the screen and just be like, ha, they're they're fighting on a fucking steel tarantula. Cool. All right. Uh, yeah, he does. He, he does. He does need <laughs> that guy in the balls, but the balls turned out to be metal. Cool. Oh, what a great, yeah. what a great thing. You know, I just, I, I, I'm sorry. I, that to me, they've got a dill. They he makes a dick joke, and there's a big dildo machine that has been invented. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it's uh, that probably helped a lot of people uh, out at the time. Okay. I hate no. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it just I can't. I can't. All right, I can't. So, so we uh, we we've established that we did not enjoy the movie. Uh, so, would you recommend it? No. Good. Cool. Moving on. Um, what are we watching next? Notice week? we didn't recap it, which is fine by me. No, I mean, I don't really not, want. Not a, I mean, I read the the IMDb synopsis, and that's pretty much the recap. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. You know, I, there's really nothing worthwhile to me. Uh, I just. If you haven't seen the movie, watch it. If well, if you've seen the movie, see, it's probably not between, worth your time. That's a recommendation to me. No. Right? If you say, if you haven't seen it, watch it. No. That is a recommendation. I know what you're trying to say, but you're wrong. <laughs> if you say you haven't seen it, go watch it. That is a recommendation at its at its base level. But why why can't why can't I why can't I tell anybody listening, hey, this movie is probably worth your while to watch is because it's go ahead 
But don't tell me you're not going to recommend it. Well, you told me a long time ago that our recommendations had to mean something. You're right. That's true. Okay? (laughs) You've got me backed into a corner here. (laughs) This has been National Geographic Corner with Jeff. From that to, 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 like, because, like you said, you didn't want to recommend Demolition Man. But you said, well, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Which to me is a recommendation. No, it's not a recommendation. I would, if I liked the movie, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. You got to watch this movie. If you haven't seen Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes, uh, Star in a movie together where they're trying to kill each other. Watch that fucking movie. If you haven't seen Will Smith and Kevin Klein fight uh, in front of a green screen against uh, a guy in a wheelchair, you're not missing go, anything. Go That's see this movie. But it's at the That's height of his popularity. That's the thing. This movie know, was a summer blockbuster. You go watch Independence Day, which has cheesy one-liners, but there's something about that movie that's so much more fun. What is it then? What is it that's different between Independence Day and this movie that is that two words, baby? <laughs> Three syllables. Jeff Gold Bloom. That's what. <laughs> he doesn't even he's not even particularly funny in that movie. I didn't say it was funny. It's Jeff Goldblum. Just... Jeff Goldblum month coming up soon. Keep your ears out. <laughs> I, I'm gonna write I, that down. I just think I think in the '90s, all the Will Smith movies were pretty similar, um, and they just the different directors were he was pretty much directed by only two directors in the '90s, uh, oh three if you include Michael Bay. But Bad Boys is the outlier. Um, that was his all, only I think R-rated movie in the '90s, but. Uh, everything else was family affair, uh, big budget. This is not a family movie, though. It is. It was. It was. It was. No, it was it a PG thirteen like movie marketed as a summer I'd, blockbuster. I'd have to sit my son down, and I'd have to say, "Son, if you treat women like these guys do, I'm gonna beat the hell out of you." And I don't beat my son. He should have given. He should have given him the one-liner of "You got two legs to stand but you know, on." Th- this is not a family movie. <laughs> they have a dildo machine. I told you that twice now, three times. But it's not. A, it's not an overt dildo machine. It's a subdued. Why? dildo What else is it for? You've seen Idiocracy, right? Yes. Where they have the drill dozer and the ass blaster. That's what that was. They ripped. They ripped it, even though Idiocracy came later. They ripped it out of Idiocracy and put it in this movie. You could say this movie trailblazed the way. Oh God! Uh, ahead of its time, you you would say. Anyways, uh, <laughs> all right. So cool. We got this one in the bag. Uh, what are we watching next week? Hell yeah, baby! It's your boy Jeff. Hey, how's it going? I got your back, y'all. I deliver. I put out Demolition Man, and I'm pretending like I made that movie. I didn't, but it's still great, and you should watch it. And now we're serving up Face Off, one of the most over the top, ridiculous, busted, stupid movie concepts ever. That just works. It's I haven't seen it in years, though. I might hate it. You know, I don't know, but I doubt it. We're watching Face Off. You know, I watched. Uh... Uh, uh, John Travolta movie from the 90s. Uh, what's it? Uh, I forget what it was. Was he ever a good actor? John Travolta? What's a good John Travolta? I know you like Pulp Fiction, so don't name that one. No, I mean, what's he's, a not, good he's not good acting. In John Travolta. Uh, Where you're just like, watch Travolta in that. You'll see acting. He's, 
Honestly, he doesn't have one that, like off the top of my head. I get his name. He's more of an ensemble actor. Um, I, I mean, Face Off is my favorite Travolta movie. I, I, I think I'd have to look through, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, I'm not a Grease fan. I enjoyed him in Old I, Dogs. I, I remember, that's the one with um, Robin Williams and uh, Macy. Macy and uh, Martin Lawrence. He's an ensemble actor. Yeah. That's the thing. He's He's an ensemble actor. He's more of a he plays a better villain than he does. Um. Yeah, I like I said, I like Face Off. So we're watching Face Off from whatever year it came out. Was that oh two? No, 90 something. Hold on. Uh Face Off. Ninety six? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Nineteen ninety seven. I want to take his face off. Off. Which reminds me. <laughs> One, there's a point, you know, when you're sitting down and you're watching a movie and there's sometimes you hit a point where, you know, oh, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. I'll tell you when that happened for Wild Wild West. Okay. I'm sitting down I'm watching the movie. Okay. This is something. I mean, the opening scene is actually pretty good because you get Mr. Levine playing the character we already described who's excellent. But there's a scene where they're on the train and they've got a disembodied head, and they're shining a light through it to see the last image he saw. I actually kind of like that pseudo. Yeah, that's clever. No, I, I love that. I like that they take this sort of pseudoscience that we know doesn't really work, but in that world it works. I like that. Yeah. My problem was all the times that Will Smith had to be like, that's a man's head. That's a man's head. That it's a man's head. And then finally, he just pauses between the, that is a man's head. And that screen, this screenplay balls. But that was the point where I was at, <laughs> at that point. I, just, I, 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 I agree oh. with you. The screenplay sucks, but I think... Yeah. All right, well, anyway, Face Off. We're watching Face Off. It's going to be cool. Yeah, all right. Do we know where it's streaming? Uh, it's on HBO Max. Face um, off! What I do? And uh, we're gonna we're gonna review that one, and I'm anticipating a good time. And you know, you're gonna get a heavy dose of Nick Cage here in the next couple months, um, but don't take it lightly, is because that man is a gym. Uh, I I I. Nick Cage has the ability to just blow your mind, no matter how good or bad the movie is. The only time you're in trouble. Is when he's not where he's just middle of the road, right? He just, he's phoned it in, right? I agree. Yeah. So there was um. I haven't watched it, but I've heard the Left Behind movie he was in. Oh, that's garbage. I was kind of yeah, like that could be good garbage. because if he's really overdoing it, but apparently he just kind of no. He's walking. He's just in, walking you know? through his walking through his lines. But that movie's garbage. Yeah, Don't watch that. Um, I'm sure it is, but I I thought it could have been a train wreck, which could have been a good thing. Um, but apparently it's not even that, which is worse to me. That's the worst thing a movie can be is boring. Right. Uh, it and very that, rarely like are Nick Cage films boring is yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, you, I can find, I'm on Twitter. Cool. Uh, you, where can they find you? Oh, podcast by Jeff on Twitter. You can also check out Hitchcock chronologically wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, where I'm going through every single one of Alfred Hitchcock's movies. You can also check out Budget Arcade, where Mark and I and our buddy Scott 
review free-to-play games. Uh, go on record that says Scott also enjoyed Wild Wild West. Um, that's cool. That's cool. I, yo, hey, listen, if I hate a movie and you like it, that's cool. Seems, I'm going to tell you why I hate Seems it, to be though. a weekly <laughs> thing for here on the podcast. Uh, no, it doesn't. Listen, <laughs> we can go back, right? You picked Voices. I loved Voices, right? I like Voices. And then what else did you pick? I, I picked every other movie, Jeff. Uh, uh, American Psycho, which, you know, I liked it. Um, and then I think that's it. Okay. I think you've been blowing it ever All since right, then. Cool. Um, <laughs> the movie I was referring to earlier that I watched today with John Travolta was Domestic Disturbance. Have you? S- oh, where he plays. That sounds very. Familiar. Him and uh, he the bad guy in that one is, uh, damn, what's his name? Um, Vince Vaughn, and they're like Upper Massachusetts, whatever. And uh, Travolta plays the dad, and Vaughn plays the stepdad, and the kid tells. Is this when Vince Vaughn was a serious actor? Uh, yeah. Do you remember, yeah. uh, what was that movie that he did with Joaquin Phoenix and Anne Heche? Oh, I don't know. It came out right before the Psycho remake, which is why I saw it, because Anne Heche and Vince Vaughn are both in the Psycho remake. Um, I can't remember. I it's a sad movie. Uh, what, can we stop now? Are we done? Uh, yeah, no, I uh, think, I think we are. I think, uh, <laughs> I think we're good. Uh, uh, enjoy uh, enjoy driveways as they they sing melodies into your ears, and we'll be back with you next week. And we review uh, face off, face off. Throwback to '97. That was an easier time. I never tried pretending. You never needed a wife. Wine, but that was years now And I never expected I would step outside my ignorant bliss Wish I could put these fair